What's going on, everyone? I'm Bob. That's my buddy, Niall, and we are the Midcard Marks. From here on out, we're going to try to meet with you weekly to talk about our takes on current and even past wrestling, re-watching old ones, talking about the good, the bad, and kind of ugly stuff from every aspect of wrestling. NWA, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, and even the stuff that takes place behind Grandma's Woodshed. We are here for all of your wrestling needs and everything like that. Niall, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I just got back from Grandma's Woodshed, actually. See, and no, I'm serious. Lady- I saw my grandma really. <laughs> I did. See, this and is the only person who could only person who can say that they took their grandma out by the woodshed. <laughs> no, really. She lives in Naples, which is like pretty much like redneck South Florida. No offense to anyone from Naples. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, a buddy of mine, his uh, uncle is a real estate agent in Naples. Uh, yeah, there's a real kind of nice part, apparently. I don't know. I, I saw pictures of a house and just thought, yeah, that'll never happen to me. No, no, I, I understand what you mean. But should we talk <laughs> about uh, what happened 15 years ago today, July 15th, on Monday Night Raw? Well, refresh my memory. It's either 15 years ago or 19 years ago. you got to help me with my math. I'm going to tell you, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Eric Bischoff showed up on Monday Night Raw as the new general manager. I believe that was oh. in 2002. Yeah. Yeah, I believe you're right. At nine, 19 years. Wow. I'm getting old, man. I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember that happening and my mind being completely blown. But at the same time, I thought it was someone in a mask because I don't know if Eric went on a binge or something, but his face was much more swollen. Maybe his hair was shorter, but for a minute, I honestly thought it was all a, uh, a gimmick and that it was actually someone in a mask. So you thought he was going to pull like a black widow in a, the movie, the mask. Absolutely. Or the same thing he did during uh, Billy and Chuck's wedding, where he actually took off an old person mask and it was Eric. I thought that was going to happen. It was going to be Shane or something like that. Yeah. They tried to do that with Randy Orton and it just failed completely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Some of the best stuff is left to just, you know, we don't need it anymore. Especially when it comes to prosthetics on someone like poor Jillian Hall and getting that boogeyman thing, uh, boogeyman biting that uh, huge mole off her face. Oh yeah, that looked delicious, didn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I, I <laughs> wonder. He's friends with Booker T. I, I, and that's his gimmick, and it's his, and he loves it. But sometimes I'm wondering, like, all right, how much of this is him loving it and, or how much is this just him being like, you know what, I, I need a check. <laughs> Especially with the worms and everything. I, I, th- I used to think that wasn't real. Someone told me they're real worms. Yeah, yeah. That, I didn't know about it until he started putting them, like, right above his lip and they're still moving. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. I still remember Booker T and he's like, I ain't afraid of no damn boogie man or something like that. <laughs> there's booker yeah love a great wrestler all that just some of those promos he cut Uh, his mic work was okay unless it was uh you know with sherry gene okerlund and he was gonna come after hogan i know (laughs) one of my favorite promos of all time yeah yeah i i love the whole breakdown if you watch it frame by frame you can see as soon as he says it sherry's eyes get big gene didn't flinch at all which says loads for him and stevie ray was even like well we just lost the job so that's good you know they actually made a rap song using that sample that booker t sample no it's not bad bunnies booker t song 
No, it's not. They had one years ago, and it's called Hulk Hogan, We Want the Gold Sucker. And then they just sampled that part. <laughs> Have you ever heard Macho Man's rap album? I didn't even know he had a rap album. Oh, do yourself a favor. I believe you can catch it all on YouTube. There's one called Be a Man Hulk, where he raps about actually wanting to fight Hulk Hogan. And then there's one called My Perfect Friend, and it's a rap he did for Mr. Perfect that he never performed live because he didn't want people hating on it because he said, like, if he heard people making fun of it, he'd jump down and start beating the hell out of them. I could actually believe that. Snap him like a Slim Jim. Absolutely. And, and like, yeah, it's, uh, there's music videos for Be a Man Hulk. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was a thing. My buddy had the CD. I'm I'm actually going to watch that. I swear to God. (laughs) You need to because he is in full, like, he's full almost bone saw looking. And he's yelling at, he's, uh, it's like he's cutting a promo to music. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't seem anything big like he was always larger than life so this was just not even a natural adaptation just like this was his progression in life awesome i'll check that out though and you know crowds are coming back soon uh tomorrow for wwe at least yeah i'm i'm really excited because i've seen nxt's heads uh limited crowds this whole time and it's made it feel a lot better aew's uh show Last night was fantastic with a crowd in there. Yeah. Um, and you almost forget how much, even what was it, 18 months, you almost forgot how much a crowd's needed, how much uh, people play up to it. Dean Ambrose was going insane. You could tell he'd been dying for this. I know, yeah. Should we start talking about AEW and Fighter Fest from Ab- last night? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Overall, I thought it was a really good show, man. I was actually I enjoyed it way more than Raw or even NXT the previous nights. Yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm with you on that. There were a couple matches that I kind of just put my hands up when, eh. But to me, honestly, the Ambrose match was good. But mm-hmm. I think Darby Allen keeps proving to us that he's the next Jeff Hardy, if not a hybrid esque of him. Yeah, Jeff Hardy and Steve-O combined. Yeah, like, I don't think he needs Sting anymore. I think that Sting, it's going to sound terrible for anyone to say, I feel like Sting is not holding him back, but I think they're pigeon-toeing Darby Allen. He's still so young and has all this stuff. Don't. It's cool that he had that buddy with Sting, but then just kind of let that. That's just me, though. A lot of people love it, and don't get me wrong, I love Sting. I think it's a natural pairing, but who knows, you know? Well, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like Sting kind of, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they made Sting just seem like he's just another guy. They made it seem like he's not the icon Sting. He's just Darby Allen's friend or his dad or something. Exactly. It's like cool Uncle Steve who still puts on the makeup and pretends to come out and beat up your friends, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, and the sad thing is, is like nobody's afraid of him anymore. The whole beginning, everyone's terrified of Sting. Now Sting comes out and, I mean, Scorpio Sky's just like, forget it, and just starts going to town on him. Yeah, exactly. But that coffin match was actually really cool. I know I'm nitpicking here, but when he did the coffin drop on the coffin, you know, WWE, they go all out for their caskets. But that one, I'm like, that looks like a, something I could have made. You know, going back to the... <laughs> You know, the grandma in Naples. That's something I could have made in Naples. <laughs> there you go. A Naples uh, tool shed match. No, I, 
I, the one thing is, is, uh, again, I like Darby. I love the energy. I love the character. He, I understand the cop and drop. It's a cool move, but it doesn't need to be done eight times in a match. You know, although last no. night onto the steel steps, I felt that really, that sold it even more. And Ethan Page well, is on a whole nother level, especially in that match. Ethan Page is coming into his own. Is it just me or does Ethan Page remind you of Chad Gable? Yeah, yeah, just a less savvy Chad Gable. But then again, that being said, I'm a huge Chad Gable fan. But no, Ethan Page, uh, watching him in NWA, stuff like that, he's a monster, man. Like, I think sky's the limit for him. I think this is just a beginning for him. Nice. But other than that, uh, what did you think of the Christian Cage-Matt Hardy match? I feel like it's something we've seen for over a decade. Um, yeah. They work so well together, but at the same time, at the same time, it's like watching Roddy Piper come out during that Heath Slater taking on the legends. Like, you're like, this is great, but do we need this again? You know what I mean? Just, yeah. That being said, they're both solid ring workers. I just, it's not something I needed. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but this is a problem I have with both AEW and just wrestling overall. There are way too many kickouts. Yeah, I missed the days where there was a kickout, maybe, but no, I, I'm, I like false finishes, but no, stop kicking out of everything. You know, sell up more stuff. Yeah, because Matt Hardy did like a backwards, I guess I don't even know what to call it, like a dick kick in the groin, and mm -hmm. Christian kicked out of it, and I'm like, you know. Even if you just get tapped in the balls, you know how badly that hurts. But he oh, yeah, just kicked I'm, out of it like nothing. No, that would have got me. I'd have been out of a last man standing match out 10 seconds at least. I'd be swearing, but you know, like, but another thing is, is like AEW is its own thing, and that's awesome. They need to stop referencing them back then. Talk about friendship, talk about they've worked together for years, but just I don't know. I feel like they have to stop embracing that W they can acknowledge it's there, but don't bring up the fact that they were there and all that. Just be like, Hey, they worked together forever. I mean, that to me, this is my nitpicky. Like we've seen this match so many times and we're using these two people to get over younger talent. Why do they need to fight each other? Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, again, solid match. Like you're going to get this, you know, like it's like pizza, even when it's bad, it's, it's, still pizza it's still christian facing matt hardy um i i do like the fact that they had jungle boy and luchasaurus come out for christian i'm hoping he doesn't jump in with the the jurassic express but i do like the fact that they're gonna because jungle boy's a star and luchasaurus is a star and if they can get a little christian rub on it i think that actually takes them into the next level no to me luchasaurus is a star already like I'm not into like marketing or anything, but that's someone you can market to the kids, Luchasaurus. Absolutely. I want one of those masks. And I think he bought one for Jurassic Park like years back and was just like, I'm going to wrestle with this. And it, it works. Really? It, I mean, he was on NXT for a while and then he went back onto the indies and this happened. And when I saw him, I was like, I want this guy to have a belt like now. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. He's good for the kids. You can market him with action figures. If they were to do Luchasaurus uh, comic books, everything. Yeah, and that's the thing. They made a Jungle Boy figure. I think there's a Luchasaurus figure coming out. 
but with um but with what is it the old rje i'm not sure i'm getting that name right the old just solid rubber wrestling toys they made one of cody now if you make one of those of luchasaurus it's perfect because now even little kids are playing with that thing there's no articulation they can't choke on it no you're right yeah and jungle boy is going to be world champion in a year yeah i i think so if not i would like it if he was i think um I think we're going to see a lot of championship changes, but hopefully not all of them. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't, I don't want Miro dropping that belt for at least the next seven months to a year. Right. Yeah. And me personally, I think jungle boy and Luchasaurus need the tag team titles before jungle boy gets the world title or the TNT title. Right. Because then it'll cheapen everything. I feel like if they decide, all right, we're going to do this with uh, Luchasaurus, give him a little tag thing. And then, I mean, I don't know. And nowadays, it always feels like they're building a team just to break them apart. I'd like it if they kept them, kept them together, let Lucha be there for Jungle Boy winning the belt and kind of always keep them together. But I could honestly see them having Lucha turn on uh, Jungle Boy, which w- would be an absolute no. shame. No, don't do that. This isn't WWE. You don't have to do that. Exactly. I, I don't understand the breaking up of teams, factions, whatever. Like, just after a while, great. But Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, like, they came in together. They were on the indies together. Let them have this. You know what I mean? Like, Jungle Boy's seriously, like, he's the next budding star. I think he's the future. MJF, of course, is golden. So, I mean. Yeah. No, I got to ask. The segment with uh, Kenny, Elite, and then Hangman, did it get you going? No, and I got to be honest, Kenny Omega, I, I don't know Kenny Omega from Ring of Honor or New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is a little, literally my first introduction to Kenny Omega. He's the weakest world champion so far in AEW. I know they only have three, but I, I'm just not seeing what the hype is with him. He's, he's good in ring, but the man cannot cut a promo at all. And yeah, having Don, greedy. right, and and having Don Callis there at all times just adds to the heel, which is good, but it takes away so much steam from um, from Kenny. Well, the promo to me is fine, like his promo work, but to me, it's it, he comes off as cartoonish. He comes off as a cartoonish villain, like a bully in an '80s movie, especially the young butts now with the fancy clothes and, and all of that. <laughs> And the thing is, is Kenny, uh, Kenny's got the, I'm a rapper or R&B in the early nineties starter kit, like uh, beard. And yeah, I I don't understand it. No, I'm not big into Kenny, the champion. I watched him in new Japan and he was great. He was putting on these amazing matches, but since AEW, he hasn't, I haven't seen many big matches from him. No, no. I feel like he's honestly the weakest champion. But you know who's going to take that title away from him, right? You think it's Hangman? I, it has to be Hangman. It it brings it full circle. All because I'm, he needs to win that belt, yeah. Because, I mean, it was Hangman and Jericho for the belt, and he lost to Jericho, and so Jericho had his run. So I, I, I think, yeah, they have to do it at a big event, make it their – it's going to happen in Chicago. Like, honestly, that's when it'll happen. It's going all out in September. 
you have Omega drop that title, that whole place is packed. Dark Order comes in to celebrate with them. Uh, that's My a perfect he doesn't moment. need the Dark Order at this point. He doesn't, but I feel I feel like they're going to just because I don't know. They're letting Evil Uno go like for himself again. So I, I could see them just being like, we have your back, but you're not part of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, me personally, I think the Dark Order stuff is a little too goofy. I don't know about you. There are elements where I'm kind of like, all right, you know, but no, they could have this. I don't think they could ever go real mysterious and dark anymore. They have negative one and you can't. I just think that it humanizes them, and which is great. But when you're constantly reminded that they're humans and that they're caring individuals, it ruins a dark gimmick, if you will. Yeah, because I originally saw them as like a, a washed up, corny version of the Ministry of Darkness. And now they're pretty much like if they were to run around for the 24-7 title, they'd fit perfectly in. in Especially Johnny's little, little Johnny, you know, <laughs> Johnny Silver. Yeah, he's good unless TN or unless AEW decides, yeah, we're gonna do a uh, light heavyweight thing. I don't see them using him or Marco's stunt properly. No, so I guess I, I I guess I guess Johnny could go for the tag team, but I really think that AEW needs to not worry about a six man tag and go for a cruiserweight because they have enough between Sammy. Like they could have that division unlocked. Like that could be a perfect division for them. Well, could they legally call it a cruiserweight title? They could do light heavyweight. They could call it the mini elite. <laughs> like, I don't know. The mini elite. <laughs> well, that, they, can, they can give that to Marco Stunt, the mini elite. Yeah, like, just, yeah, I, it's just because I like to see the hype, the high, not so much high flying, but the, I like to watch the littler guys go for it. I used to love watching Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero matches. They weren't like one was a high flyer. One was the Matt classic. Like that was, I, I think you could have that in space with AEW. Like, like I said, Sammy Guevara, that kid, I don't like what they're doing with him, but that kid, uh, that kid could be running that uh, division. Well, what don't you like? I don't like the stone cold Sammy Guevara. <laughs> he was walking around with the black leather vest. He's hitting people with chairs. I was like, oh, okay, I've seen this before. Um, however, again, he's one of the, if he, how can I put it? Like, so MJF, amazing on the mic, decent in the ring. Uh, Darby Allen, don't let him talk. And, and he's pretty good on, you know, Sammy Guevara is good on the mic, but that kid's a god in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he reminds me of Eddie Guerrero. He could put on a five-star match at any given moment. He's got, um, I put like, he can sell, he can tell a story that I don't think many people try anymore. Same with MJF. It's like classic old school wrestling when you're watching them. Yeah. I see what you mean. And what else happened on this show? Um, well, they had Penelope Ford versus Yuka Sakazawi. I like yeah, saying and- that name. Penelope Ford, I'm, I guess, much like AEW, I forgot about her. Like, same with Kip Sapin. Like, Sapin, I was like, oh, that's right. They're, they're there still. You know, it was just didn't feel, I mean, Penelope Ford, I don't know. That's honestly my thought. Like, 
it was a girl's, it was a woman's division match. You know what I mean? It was overshadowed by the fact that I think right beforehand they had Britt Baker come out. Like, yeah, Britt Baker is my favorite. And this is another thing with AEW, just two more topics and then we'll get into the other thing. But um, with Britt Baker, she's a heel, but they cheer her like she's a baby face. So it's a little confusing. Yeah. Me personally, I like her. Oh, I love her. I, well, she's, that's the thing. She's got stage presence. She's got, she could be a heel if she, how can I put it? When she walked in, she hugged Shivani right then and there. I was like, okay, so this is, we're going face. Um, as soon as, as soon as she won the title and cried and gave Shivani a hug, I knew right then and there they're going face because she showed, she showed human, she showed her human side. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. To me, she I could love- be like their Trish Stratus or their big female talent. Oh, she, I, if you think about it, the bar was set, and this sounds terrible. The bar was set kind of low where she could actually, she could be their best. She already is their best female talent. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Rio did. I don't, I like, she was okay, but I, I think they initially went after everyone that New Japan liked, all other women wrestlers. And when they got them there, they didn't know what they were going to do. Thunder Rosa was good, but she wasn't even really. AEW, she was NWA. And Thunder Rosa is an amazing wrestler. Like, I I mean, she, now that NWA is back, I mean, obviously she's got a contract, contract to go there. Uh, I don't know if they're part of the quote unquote forbidden door now that NWA is running again. Mm-hmm. But I, I, Thunder Rosa could be really big. Um, uh, what's her name? Cody, Cody. Um, Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Another really good talent. NXT just didn't hold, you know, hold on to. But at to be fair, NXT has a lot of women's wrestlers that half of them don't get time anymore. Yeah, I like the bunny. Not for reasons that you're thinking, but I just like the bunny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I horrible wrestler, but yeah, I'm all right with her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so then we did AEW here um, well, next week. One more match that we're forgetting, and, and then we'll go, go on to the other subject. Uh, the new FTW champion, Ricky Starks. I love that so much. Uh-huh. Uh, and once again, like Britt Baker, he's the heel, but I see him as a baby face. They cheered him last night. Ricky Starks had that horrible injury not that long ago. And they're yeah. like, you know, this, that, and people were pulling from him from there. Cody's tweeting about it. Every other wrestler, including ones from any other federation, they're tweeting him, hey, get better. You're a future champion, this and that. And for him to come out was great. Um, To put on that good of a match, great. And then to have this be like, when you saw Team Taz kind of falling apart off the bat, I was thinking, okay, so Starks is out. But for them to come in and throw Brian Cage out, was the best idea. Cage mm-hmm. can make it on his own, but I kind of feel like he's already reached his, um, not his ceiling, but like his character doesn't evolve anymore being on Team Taz. Whereas Starks is, he's uh, ceilingless, you know? Like, I think yeah. he's great. I think that stable is going to be rough, but uh, Starks is a, a star. 
that crowd was so behind him, you would have thought that he was what Cody is supposed to be. Like his the reaction they gave Ricky Starks last night is what the reaction Cody thinks he gets. Yeah, and you know they booed Cody last night at Fighter Fest. Absolutely, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna continue until he turns to a quote unquote Mister McMahon esque character. Mm-hmm. I I think Cody. Cody wants to do it all. It's totally understandable. And the man has done this much. I think that you're going to have a lot of people who are just kind of bored with them. Anytime someone new comes in, Cody gets them. Cody will beat them. And then we have to deal with that. Like uh, a Mm go-go. He came out and got beat. And there you go. You know, like, no, no, no. And and that's the thing. Just, I, I feel like Cody is becoming something he's hated. Now, mind you, this is my opinion. I think Cody Rhodes is a fan, is a great wrestler. He's a great promo guy, even though sometimes some of the promos are a little sketchy, if not tone deaf. But then um, I think he's becoming Triple H. Not in a bad way, just in the way of he, he always said, oh, Triple H, Barry Talent, stuff like that. Like, I'm seeing Cody do that. Yeah. Um, plus with uh, Malachi Black, you know, they tried to do this good versus evil. He was wearing white, he was wearing black. And I think, yeah, Malachi Black needs to be Cody Rhodes. Like if, if he, Cody Rhodes beats Malachi Black, they're going to just rain him down with booze. Oh yeah. If, if Cody wins, they could write him off TV and just make well, him he's gonna be off TV. He, He's going to come back to that reality show with Rosario Dawson. Uh, what is it called? Big, big go, big game. Something. Big show, no, yeah, go big show. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, <sighs> he's gonna be so, gone for a while to do that. Then Malachi needs to beat him, but I, I'm not even sold on it. Like, I honestly think there's still a possibility that Cody wins because Pharaoh ran down the ring and bit Malachi. Like, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for me to go, oh, like that wouldn't even surprise me. I'd been like, oh, all right. Um, mm-hmm. which, which is a shame because Cody's a good wrestling mind. It's just you can't you can't do it all. Is the neck tattoo getting to his brain? Oh, that ink is definitely doing something. I mean, he was talking about wanting to get into movie roles, and then he puts that thing on. And it's just like like I played Need for Speed Underground and you were able to put stickers wherever you wanted to. That's what that looks like. That looks like a guy was like, uh, I could do this, but let me do it on your neck. And, and I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Again, I hope Cody the best. I think he's smart, but I think that he needs to stop being in the limelight every time. Yeah. And he has he's, that big, massive entrance and everything. Exactly. Like you have a big entrance. Don't be on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're going to waste five minutes of TV time to come out and do this a bunch and, and point to pe- run for president every three shows, you know what I mean? Like he's out mm-hmm. there hugging, you know, hugging babies, kissing girls. Like what I was give it, it uh, kissing ugly babies and hugging fat girls or something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, I think Cody needs to be written off TV for a while. I know he's got the, like you said, he's got the reality show. I think the only way he can get it better is if he's a once in a while wrestler. He doesn't need a belt. Yeah. 
He doesn't, I mean, there are rumors that he doesn't get along with the elite anymore. Um, Chiruntra just, he doesn't need anything. Have him come on every once in a while and make him officially make him like a triple H. Someone you go to when you need someone to put on a match because he's good in the ring, but he's not like fantastic. I, I don't think I'll, mm-hmm. there's only one match that I can think of where people would go, man, that Cody Rhodes match. And that was Cody and Dustin. Yeah. Uh, and um, what was it? The first, like Dynamite, not Dynamite. Um, What show was that, Bob? It's All Out or All In. When they were all covered. Yeah. And all then, out, uh, okay. Yeah, then Cody got on the mic and was like, I need a tag team partner, but I also need my brother. They cried, he cried, everyone cried. Like that, and that's good, and that told the story, but there's no story for him to tell. He was feuding with QT Marshall, who is the equivalent. (sighs) That's the guy who lives next door to your grandma. (laughs) QT Marshall by no means should be in AEW. Yeah. Um, I guess that goes to, um, and he, remember he would come out with the apple. That, that was his character. He likes apples. Yeah, he was Carlito. He was he was uh, he was albino Carlito. Yeah, the apples. I was gonna say is that a spoiler for Loki, but that's a different topic. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so NXT I thought was good. Um, I think. Uh, well, gosh, what what. The Eli, uh, the LA Knight, sorry, the LA Knight Cameron Grimes thing is fantastic. Oh, yeah, I loved it. It was funny. And then he had the kid. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, I'm your butler, but I'm also a millionaire. Like, Cameron Grimes carries everything he's in. Yeah, I uh, like Cameron Grimes. Very underutilized. Um, like, he can handle losing to LA Knight and he's still shining. You're saying his name wrong. It's Cameron Grimes. Like <laughs> and he's and he's so good. Um no I was really I'm really into him. You can say he's going to the moon. Yeah to the moon him and Elon Musk or Bezos who knows you know he's up there. Um I thought that was great. Um the Gargano Carrying Cross match was fantastic, but oh, I love Carrying Cross and Scarlet. They're like my two favorite duo right now. I think Johnny Gargano could wrestle a broom and get a five star match out of it. <laughs> no, you're right, but do you feel like he's been in NXT for too long? Like, I think they need to call him up now. Yeah, he's been in way too long to the point where he. I think if he's in any longer, he's not going to be anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it sounds bad, but Johnny wrestling is fantastic. He's like, even though he's supposed to be a heel, we naturally cheer him because he's like one of the last pure baby faces I've seen where he doesn't need to do anything. No, he, he comes out in Marvel inspired gear every time there's a pay-per-view or anything. And it doesn't matter if you're supposed to boom or not. That guy came out with a, uh, what was it? He came out with an Iron Man one. He came out with the Wolverine, the Ragnarok one. Like, I I root for him no matter what. And um, I think Karrion Cross is a good wrestler. I think he's limited. But what he couldn't do, Gargano was getting out of him. I think it was a a solid match. 
Now, I actually have a theory about uh, Carrion Cross and Scarlet, and I could be wrong. I'll find out in a week. But he attacks Samoa Joe. So I think they're actually going to strip him of the NXT title, and that's how he gets called up to the main roster. And I could see it. Yeah. Or if they ever wanted to do a him versus Joe, um, if I lose, I, I'll leave NXT. If you lose, you and Yeah. Same with Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. He lost that belt rather quickly, unceremoniously, and he wasn't on last night, which makes me think that he's already at SmackDown right now. Yeah, and when we're carrying Cross, you know they're going to do this. They're going to take out the carrion. Just call him Cross. And which... That's so bad. <laughs> they did that with Shotzi Blackheart and um, Tegan Knox. She's just Shotzi now, and Tegan Knox is just Knox. Well, apparently on the site, it's Tegan Knox, but yeah, when they're a tag team, it's Shotzi and Knox. And I was like, that just, it just doesn't flow together at all. It is no. awful. And I, only, um, I like Shotzi Blackheart. I think she's cool and all, and has a cool look that's marketable. But I think Mr. McMahon just looked at her and said, oh, you're the girl who comes out on a tank. That'll be good for when live crowds come back. Ugh. Yeah, and she shot at Tamina. Not Tamina. Yeah, Tamina. Um, I think it's going to be a one-off. I think um, they'll win the tag titles just so we could get them off of Tamina and uh, mm-hmm. Natty. And then they'll go on to lose to whoever else they have in Thor. Um, they'll just pick up another tag team. For the most part, it's what they do. Meanwhile, they let the Iconics leave, which were, I still will watch Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, wherever they go. Um, mm-hmm. NWA is doing their female pay-per-view. I really hope they one or both pop up. Yeah, and the thing is with Karrion uh, Cross 2 coming to the main roster, I don't know if you heard this. I read it on Twitter and Instagram. Apparently, Mr. McMahon really likes Scarlett. Who doesn't? And he wants to break her off from Karrion Cross and to be her own. I guess, character, and make her like a Tori Wilson 2.0. Which, I mean, Scarlett can actually wrestle, mm-hmm. but that's dumb. You can't I see bring... Mr. McMahon's point in doing that, though. Like, I could see his point. Well, she takes, she does take eyes off of Carrion. Um, mm-hmm. God knows, like, if they let that be a full screen shot that entire time, I'm not watching him at all. I'm watching her react. I'm watching her, yeah. Um, but she uh, didn't she wrestle when she was with Impact? A little bit, yeah. And I remember she did some stuff with Scott Steiner. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> the the mathematic genius himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I could see I could see him breaking it off. The only thing is, is like, who Cross is good on. I mean, he's not great on the mic. I guess he's serviceable unless they put him with a team or just let him be the strong silent type a la Dexter Loomis, just not as bad. Um, I, it could work. That being said, I don't dislike Dexter Loomis. I just think it's being done poorly. Mm-hmm. No, but mm-hmm. yeah, NXT was pretty cool. Yeah. Overall, I, I did like the show, but AEW was better this week. AEW was far better. Um, NXT was still good. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, both were miles ahead of Raw, which, I mean, at this point, we can just nod and go, yeah, so Raw Raw aired on Monday for those three hours, and we're good. Uh, there's a rumor right now that Goldberg just signed a deal to come back and face Lashley at SummerSlam. 
Oh, great. Old bird. Nice. Yeah. So the one thing, the one thing I thought of, honestly, and this would be like just something, this is something the fan in me wants and not just a regular fan, but the fan, like who read the stuff, you know, who reads online and sees altercations. What if Goldberg beats Lashley and Riddle wins money in the bank? Oh, because they had they don't like each other. Yeah. No, okay. that I want that to happen. <laughs> you must want Goldberg to never come to WWE ever again if that happens. Yep, I'm hoping. <laughs> you know, I understand why they want to do that. They feel like it's a big match for when crowds come back. But I was honestly hoping for Tekken Brock Lesnar to come back or or a samurai Brock Lesnar with the man bun and the big beard. Yeah, he definitely looks like someone who's uh, going to make the country great again. Or at least <laughs> stand on top of a truck with a flag doing it. Um, uh-huh. Actually, watch his... Uh, he, those were taken from Bearded Butchers. And I'll be honest, it's awesome to see Brock Lesnar like learning something because he's, he's a very... Um, Talking about intense student. So he's watching them carve these carcasses up. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, he's just red and sweaty the whole time. <laughs> no, I want bearded Rock Lesnar to come back. Like Lashley versus Lesnar to me is your main event. You don't even need Goldberg. No, and, and I don't want him there. Uh, the only thing is you have to get someone credible to take it off Lashley. We've already shown how, you know, you can't have Drew and Lashley again because, um, you know, Drew went from main eventing WrestleMania to going against Ginger Mahal. So life, life makes I call sense. Ginger Mahal's. <laughs> Might as well be shaving his head like it. Um, it's an interesting question. Who would beat Lashley for the title? I think he needs to carry it to WrestleMania. That's where you have a carry and cross or. Honestly, if they do it right, Riddle is a fan. Like Riddle is fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I watched him on the Ultimate Fighter. I watched him throughout his UFC career, the, as brief as it was. Um, he's crazy talented, and McMahon loves this bro thing. So yeah. I, I don't know how much is forced by them or how much of it is just Riddle being Riddle, but. He's insanely talented, and um, I think that if they're trying to go for the who realistically could do this, realistically, you could have Riddle beat Lashley. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, they'll never do that. Yeah, it would have to be a Goldberg because he's the only one that they would see it. They've already made Goldberg so big in their heads. Brock Lesnar's big in their heads. Um, John Cena could, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they give it to anyone that isn't a huge deal right now. Yeah, but especially whoever, with coming back. Right. Whoever beats Lashley, let's say they do go with an up-and-comer. Let's say the Fiend comes in. God, I, I, I miss me some Fiend. Uh, but let's say they give it, whoever takes that belt off Lashley is going to be made like that. Um, yeah. I can't say the same for Roman because... I kind of never want Roman to lose that belt. I love he's the this story. He's, he's been the best. This is the best work he's done. This is the best SmackDown's been in a long time. Um, there's only one downside about that story is the fact that uh, Uso just got nailed with another DUI. Um, 
he was blowing what was he doing thir- uh, 50 in a 35 he was blowing red lights and he still might face jail time but since he's part of this big story and apparently they have big plans it doesn't look like he'll face any repercussions that's the only thing that bothers me um mm-hmm. but no like this is a perfect story like the best thing is Heenan's always out there but Heenan's not always present you know what I mean he's not saying yeah. anything he's just there and I think that for the first time I'll say Paul Heyman does more by keeping his mouth shut than he would talking yeah but what do you think about Lesnar coming back and it's like Paul Heyman has to choose between Roman or Brock oh and I'd, I'd absolutely love that yeah I, w- I would love it especially if Heyman tries to be sleazy and weighs in the weights until he thinks one's going to win and tries to help him. And neither of them want Heyman's help. Like that's how I think it should go. Cause now you get Heyman off of TV for a while. You let Roman be Roman. And apparently they're not even really scripting his stuff. They're just going, all right, go for it. And if this is what it is, I am pissed off. Someone made him say suffering succotash. <laughs> if we could have had this version the whole time. Um, but other than that, that Raw, Raw's just hot garbage. Uh, Drew McIntyre's sword is made from the bones of the Loch Ness Monster, so that, that was interesting. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched the first hour of Raw, and that was about it. Like, yeah. I am follow up with it, but I, I don't remember what happened, to be honest. That, no, I remember a couple things, and, and the fact that last week he said his sword is from the Loch Ness Mo- uh, bones of the Loch Ness Monster, one side of his family is very Scottish and the other was related to Davy Crockett and something about the Alamo. This is not the Drew McIntyre we need. This is the Drew McIntyre that came from 3MB who's now feuding with the other person. Uh, I think they are just washing Drew McIntyre down. Another prediction I have, when crowds come back, I think they're going to slowly start booing Drew McIntyre if he keeps this up. I Absolutely. And honestly, at this point, there's not, you need big guys to be heels. And if Bobby Lashley and MVP are your major heels, there's an issue. Um, The Miz isn't going to be able to do half of uh, what he can. That being said, Ricochet and Morrison should wrestle every week. They they had a fantastic match. Um, The Miz sells it facially. like his reactions add to it. Uh, I think, I think, unfortunately, it's like you said, a lot of people don't watch Raw. A lot of people just read the summaries or I fast forward through some of a lot of the stuff. Um, but when I see Ricochet and Morrison, I was like, yeah, I, I've seen this in uh, Lucha Underground and they didn't disappoint. Um, that being said, I see nothing good happening out of any of this. Um, God, who you think they're just waiting till? show like the crowds come back to start trying again yeah the 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 sad thing is is you have people really mad about um for instance apollo cruz very mad about him it's a dumb character it's this 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 i don't care like he's doing his job he's a good bring in in ring performer should biggie have a bigger push absolutely maybe that's who should be bobby lashley or roman reigns like Big E puts on clinics. Um, but no, when I think when the fans come, that's when The Fiend will be back. I think that's when Cena comes back. 
even though it's going to be for extremely short amount of time because he's making another movie that will probably make a lot of money and not because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They, they have to find someone big because, yeah, like you said, tomorrow crowds are back for SmackDown. They have to do something big. Yeah. Who do you, I think they're going to have like maybe, I would not be surprised if Goldberg showed up. I don't know if that's really big, big, but it's big enough for them. I mean, you're going to have Edge out again, which I, I love the fact that we're getting Edge versus Roman one-on-one in front of a live crowd because I feel mm-hmm. like that's what WrestleMania needed. And even though you got yeah. the three-way, which was fine, the crowd was into it. I think Edge versus Roman is where it goes. Like that's going to be your finale. Um I think there's a couple other people that I could see them coming, bringing back for your crowds. I think you could see uh, the fact that Trish said she could wrestle again a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Sasha comes back for SmackDown. I think that oh, would be their biggest yeah. grab. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Bailey being hurt, unfortunately, they need to bring in Sasha. They need to, they need to pull, maybe they pull Candice LeRae. Like you need to have a stacked women's division. SmackDown's the best it's been in years. It's overshadowing Raw. Uh, NXT is still, I still like NXT better than SmackDown most weeks, but I don't know. SmackDown's got a lot of, and it's got incredible talent. I, here's hoping SmackDown stays on there. Um, but yeah, again, Raw was garbage. <laughs> it's probably the worst it's been since uh mcmahon was an announcer it's just it's just it's just it's just hot garbage um at this point bring out a doink and i'll, I'll watch that again <laughs> what about um the the diamond mind the diamond mind excuse me i at first i wasn't sure um i'm okay with it for now i think it's a good way to put roderick over as a leader, not make him a patsy, not to make him anything more than just the, the he's a good technical wrestler. Um, the rusty kid, he's all right. Um, I don't understand why. This, well, I thought the diamond mine was just as boring as raw. Yeah. See, I like, I like Roderick strong though. And that could just be me hyping that up. I like it, but. No, that kid's, uh, the rusty kid's kind of boring. There's a coach for some reason. The manager has no ties with anything. I think this was just a way to make Roderick look like a leader or give him some pull instead of him being a scorned member of, uh, uh, well, him and Fish to be part of the Undisputed Era. Like, they're both scorned members. Meanwhile, you have Kyle Riley and Adam Cole putting on just amazing matches. Um, yeah. Oh, also with NXT, um, how do you like the Futures tournament so far? I mean, it's one match, granted, but I think this one, um, the kid Tajiri coached versus, um, I'll get better on names next time. <laughs> but then yeah. you had the, then you had the, the big Barrett, yeah, exactly. I was going to say Wade Barrett 2.0. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, that Wade Barrett kid, uh, that kid's promising. Good no, size. Um, Tajiri's protege, um, he looked like, I don't know, 
he was there. He wrestled in a jacket. That was fun. Yeah, well, right. I mean, he looked like like you could put him and Riddle together, and I'd be like, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, you definitely. know, I the one thing with him I like is when they were going through everyone's attributes, he wrestles in handsome style instead of strong style. That made yeah. me laugh a little too hard. <laughs> and just going back to the Wade Barrett kid, he looks like Wade Barrett and Adrian Brody combined. Yeah, he he's got it. that real, real strong chin and that nose that comes. There. Also, he does half of the RVD thing where he just does this. It just, yeah, just I was like, all right, well, you know, if that's the pose you're going with. Um, <laughs> but I do like when they um, do tournaments. Uh, going back to the cruiserweight classic, the May Young, like I like it because you're seeing more people that you haven't seen on a wrestling on WWE before. You know. Yeah, and I'm glad you actually mentioned that tournament because now some stuff is coming back to mind. And this is a problem with AEW too. Do you feel like there are too many wrestlers nowadays on in one company or on one roster? Yes, um, mm -hmm. by far. I think that AEW... Well, right. Not only is there too many wrestlers, but there's... How can I put it? Some aren't ready yet. Some need to go back into the oven. Instead, we're going to make sure that these people can't have that cookie, so we're going to hold on to it and just stifle it down. They'll never be as good as they were. Uh, Drew McIntyre, for instance, he was good in, on, uh, in WWE. They cut him. He went to Independence. He went to TNA. Then he came back, and he was better than ever. I think if WWE would have kept him that whole time, he would still be that. And when too many people – how can I put it? Too many people are there clogging up too much space. There's not enough TV shows to have everyone. The reason we loved wrestling in the 90s and early 2000s wasn't because of the amount of wrestlers. It was the fact that we still got almost all of them got TV time. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, for every, like, Diamond in the Rough, for every, here, for every Jungle Boy, there's going to be 75 Heath Slaters. And the problem is, is they're going to divvy them up between it. Yeah. And I guess I that kind of goes to our... No, no, go about Well, I think it's just going to hurt them growing. Iron, Shiper, iron sharpens iron, and there's no other iron there. I mean, Zack mm -hmm. Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were just sitting there for the longest time. Now Zack's going over and doing death matches now, which right on. But I mean, I feel like I feel like you have to, to be the best, you have to go up against the best. And if you're not getting the best, then get the release. I'm hoping and praying that this happens to Buddy Murphy with him going to, um, I'm thinking it's impact. I think he goes to impact. It's the most logical spot for him. Um, yeah. But I think he could go there and be the biggest star they've had since AJ Styles. Really? Okay. That's a big one. I, I think Buddy Murphy is honestly one of the most un- underrated wrestlers um his matches with uh alistair black or Mikhail, uh they were they were barn burners uh he he's a high flyer he can also do a lot of um okay but a lot of other wrestling techniques where i think he could be okay maybe not aj styles level but up there i think he could definitely be bigger than anyone they've had in the last five years 
what's Murphy Buddy doing in the impact zone? <laughs> I really hope they give him a different name. <laughs> or I don't know if that's actually his real name in which he can use it, but um, I, I really hope that's the case for him just because I watched him NXT and the weird tag team he was with Blake and then, you know, going solo and watching him through all this other stuff just for him to get let go was really kind of um, a shame. But he's hopefully he's going to be the example I'm saying about too many wrestlers on a roster. He wasn't getting any better. He wasn't getting any of that. Even though he was going out there and putting on clinics, I hope him going to impact if he does. He could also, I don't think he goes uh, AEW, it'd be dumb. Um mm-hmm. He could go there. He could go to Ring of Honor or New Japan, and he could be a monster star. Actually, New Japan would be great because they have a lot of lot of people that he could have just fantastic matches with. But I think yeah. um, if you have too many wrestlers on a roster, it leads to too many people sitting in uh, catering, just talking. And they get, <laughs> you know, like that's why a 24-7 title is there. Yeah, and I think they could actually drop that 24-7 title. Now, if they wanted to get really creative with it, but it's the same thing, just running around the ring and, like, goofballs. Exactly, and I think that's how they, like, our truth is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I um, yeah. He's on he Talking Smack, title. and he's great. Mm-hmm. I think he could stop being an active wrestler. I think they could kill the 24-7 and maybe give some of these guys decent, you know, decent work. Drew Gulak is another one that I hope he gets released so he can go to New Japan. Tony Nese just got released. It's another guy I want to be. Just because they're not as tall as everyone or anything like that, these guys still put on amazing matches. And, um, yeah, the 24-7 rule, uh, rule. 27, 24-7 belt, I think, is just that. It's just a way to get more people involved, and it's just – it. You saw EC3 that entire time hating life, holding up the red cup as he's running. I, he hated Blake's yeah. choices right then. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. This would be kind of funny if they had R-Truth show up on AEW running around the ring for the 24-7 title. And he's like, oh, damn, I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> he went through the forbidden door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they were saying that uh, WWE is trying to work with New Japan. That would be great is if out of nowhere our truth comes out of the bottom of the ring <laughs> and just yeah. kind of looks around. But Vince will do it terribly and end up having our truth come out with the shovel going, I dug that far, you know, and then just pull a whole, you know, Bugs Bunny aspect out of it. Because, but yeah, the, <laughs> short answer yeah, there's too many wrestlers on the roster and it's kind of ruining stuff. It doesn't matter how many shows you have. If you're not matching them up with the right stuff, it's going to look like garbage. No one watched Sunday Night Heat. (laughs) And I guess that kind of goes to our next topic. This was a topic I wanted to talk about because everyone always says, oh, that WWE wrestler should go to AEW, which we can talk about, of course. But no one says what AEW wrestler should go to WWE. And I actually have some people I would like to say. Absolutely. All right. So for one, one wrestler I think would do better in WWE, Ricky Starks. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I, I think I think he could. I think he, he could. 
And I, I would just be afraid that he'd be treated like, you know, like the, like the previous people are talking about. But Starks has a uh, Stark has talent. He's uh, I could see him thriving in WWE. Easily. Yeah. And you mentioned EC3, which I hope he wouldn't be like that. But, you know, if, I think they would do Ricky Starks well, honestly. And maybe it's just me with Team Taz right now, but Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage in WWE easily. They just have the look Mr. McMahon likes. They'd be better than Retribution. So, I mean, that's a, that's a lift right there. Um, Cage has everything that WWE wants. He's got the look. Yeah. Um, you could put him with Heyman or someone like that, and boom, it's a natural fit. Mm-hmm. He's athletic enough, but not over athletic, where he's going to try a shooting star press on Kurt Angle at Mania. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but but big enough to where it's believable that he's actually running through these people. Mm-hmm. And what about? And I think Powerhouse Hobbs has that look too. Like they would just like him. Yeah. Well, not to mention, I mean, he's still young too. Like that's mm-hmm. a that's moldable piece of clay. You put him in NXT, he's yeah. He's easily one of their biggest stars. Mm-hmm. And I think the bunny would be better in WWE. She's blonde. That's why. <laughs> She's blonde, got legs, and likes to wear bikinis. Hey, look at that. We had Stacey Keebler once. We're going to bring it back. I could yeah. see it. I mean, Scarlet. I like Scarlet. I, I, the fact that the bunny's bad in the ring would hope that she would just be the manager. Like, remember when managers were just managers? Like, they yeah. were, like, you never saw Slick get in the ring and try to fight anybody. You know, Harvey Whippleman did it a little, and Cornette just hit people with the tennis racket. That's what I wish managers would do again. Um, I could see the bunny doing it, though. Like, at this point, they're running thin on women's talent. Um, not scary thin, but thinner. I could see the bunny thriving with NXT and then. That's it. Um, my my uh, so my big ones. Oddly enough, <laughs> Lance Archer was there once, but I believe this Lance Archer is what WWE would play with more. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's got the killer instinct. I think he could do. Um, I think he could do a ton. Um, trying to think, there were a couple that I was debating on, but so right off the bat, um. LAX. I know it's not what they're called. Ortiz and Santana. They would thrive in WWE. They're they getting a fair sh- their character. No. Yeah. They they aren't. I mean, they're in the inner circle, great, but they haven't had a title ma- like easily. They're their top th- in the top three tag teams there, and I don't remember them having a tag match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I feel I feel like that. I feel like they could, but then again, WWE don't know how to handle tag teams all the time. Um, well, I'd like to see Britt Baker in WWE, um, but she wouldn't be held as well. I don't know. I guess it's harder to think of AEW stars that would be in good in WWE just because I don't, oh, there's a couple I'd love to see. I think Luchasaurus would be huge in WWE for all the reasons we mentioned earlier. The marketability yeah, was another thing. one I was kind of debating about. He's got the in-ring style, like he's everything you want, plus the fact that he's a dinosaur. <laughs> like Vince would be like, God damn it, Jurassic Park's coming out next week. Let's give Luchasaurus the belt. You know, like yeah. um, 
I think, yeah, I definitely think Luchas Horace because I don't think he's being utilized correctly. It's working, but I think uh, definitely them. And this is just a personal. I want Pillman Jr. to go to WWE. Or if he's going to stay in AEW, I want him to be the scared, shitty heel. Yeah, I don't like him in AEW. Like, we learned more about him character-wise through Dark Side of the Ring than the entire, what, year and a half he's been on AEW. Yeah. Watch a couple episodes of uh, MLW, and he Mm -hmm. is a great whiny heel. He's... um, here, he's on par with Jericho when Jericho kept fighting, uh, how can I put it, kept uh, finding different loopholes to get his cruiserweight belt back from Dean Malenko every time. I don't know, you might be too young to remember that, but there was a time where Dean Malenko beat Jericho and Jericho kept finding different laws in the WCW handbook that Malenko broke uh-huh. and it kept getting him the belt back and it brought so much heat. That's who Pillman could be. Pillman could be a Jericho type if given the right opportunity. I don't think having a thing called the varsity blondes playing off of Hollywood. Blonde, like, I think, I think AEW is just concerned with too much else. And while I think Pillman's talented, I think Pillman would be better in WWE. Yeah. You know, that's a good one. That's one I didn't even think about, but that that's my list. And I like your list to be honest. Um, I, there's a couple people when I watch WWE, I think they would be better in AEW for different reasons. Like, um, well, mine first, I hate to cut you off, but mine, no, is no, Kevin no. Owens. Absolutely. Kevin Owens in AEW, yeah. Sami Zayn, same thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fantastic. I would even take some of the female talent, even though WWE has a lot. Uh, mostly because of NXT. But I think Dana Brooke would get a better shot at AEW because there's nobody on that roster female-wise. I think mm-hmm. um, I think that would work. But no, Kevin Owens... Uh, people forget that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had amazing matches in NXT, that Kevin Owens actually is a great wrestler. Why he does the stunner right now, I don't know. I know it's a cool move. I know Austin gave it to him. Owens doesn't look like the kind of guy who should be doing that. We've already seen that. Yeah. We don't need that again. Um, I would actually, I'd rather him do the, um, the old executioner, what they call it, the flatline, where he'd bring him and throw him back with him. I could see that. Yeah. You know, uh, everyone wants an out-of-nowhere finishing move. And I, I, while I can appreciate it, not everyone needs an out-of-nowhere finishing move. No, can you imagine John Mockley and Kevin Owens? That would be amazing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we got tastes of it, but we didn't get the unhinged John Moxley. We didn't get the oh. at all costs. Or here's another one. Could you imagine, well, we could seriously just up that by one person, KO and, and uh, Sammy versus Eddie and Moxley. It'd be a great match. Yeah, it would. Because Sammy, Sammy can work around the fact that Eddie, I think he's got a couple things in his back fused. Like, Sammy could work with that. And I mm-hmm. think that would be a dream match. And I think, honestly, that would be, no, it would make a lot more sense for all parties involved, honestly. You know, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned Dana Brooke because this was someone else I had on my list that I thought of maybe a, a little earlier. Uh, Jade Cargill from AEW. She would be better in WWE. Yeah, she's... So. She's locked in that tag team 
right? With, um, gosh, isn't she on the tag team? That two people know about. Yeah, exactly. They, they have a TikTok account. <laughs> yeah. That's how people, um, she would be. And the fact that she could be, yeah, she'd be a, she'd be a star though. Like I said, AEW doesn't have a lot of female wrestlers. You could pick anyone, even in NXT. Um, that's the one thing WWE should be proud of is the fact that Triple H can take or find women talent and bring the best out of them. I mean, that's one thing WWE has right, even if half of them aren't on Raw. Um, yeah, she she definitely could. There's parts of me that think Ricochet would be better off in AEW. Um, yeah, the only reason I didn't put him on the list was he would blend in with everyone else. Well, everyone right. That's it's it's um, as uh, Randy Orton called it, and dive. Like he called every independent wrestling like blah, 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 and then dies. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we have those two. I mean, we could also look at Impact and be like, well, well, that's what I mean. Buddy Murphy would be one of the biggest stars there. Tony mm-hmm. Nese would be just as good there. Like, I think this is the time Impact should be uh, rifling up some money going, all right, all these guys are getting out. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's start buying low on some guys. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned uh, Pillman Jr. and Dark Side of the Ring. You had yeah. that uh, topic written down. What's your top three uh, episodes? I guarantee you we probably have at least one in count. All right. Well, I'm going to start off by saying Chris Benoit only because I lived through that and I still remember it to this day. The episode on New Jack, because truthfully, I didn't know New Jack before this episode. Oh. And then I really did like the Brian. Well, no. The Davy Boy Smith episode. Those are my top three. Oh, then we did not have the same thing. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, no. Um, mine, mine were, I did, I love the Pillman one. Um, uh, it just, it was something that I knew this much of, but I watched him from the time of WCW all the way till the very end. And mm-hmm. back then we didn't have, <laughs> I'm going to bring my cane out. We didn't have the internet. We didn't, you know, we just had dirt sheets. <laughs> But I didn't know all that about Pillman. Um, and so I like that one. Um, the one that got me in the heart every time, and I've rewatched it countless times, is the Brody one, the Bruiser Brody. Um, oh, yeah. That one got me in the gut real bad. Um, mm-hmm. That one's still one of my favorites. When I tell people to watch that, the show, um, mm-hmm. I tell them to watch the Bruiser Brody one. Just because, yeah, like, yeah. I think it's a good starter. It shows you exactly what the show has to offer. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Macho Man Elizabeth one is high, not only because it was my first introduction to the show, mm-hmm. but the fact that you found out just how toxic they were together. And it sounds bad, but like there were stories that uh, Elizabeth's family wouldn't let um, set Randy in to events because they were all kept in the where kayfabe was all still real so they didn't tell them oh no this is all a story so how dare you let uh elizabeth get in the way of the you know steel chair how dare you do this and i felt that shed a lot of light on stuff that never crossed my mind um yeah but here's one has any have you watched any of those episodes and gained more respect for the individual 
gain more respect. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you who uh, I've lost respect for. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest. Ultimate Warrior, they just villainized that dude. He might as well be Thanos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew he was a piece of garbage. I remember his going around and talking to colleges. His infamous gaying don't make the world work type thing was uh, was real good. Yeah, mm-hmm. then they show that and you're just like, oh, God, yeah. And uh, his wife got his wife goes, oh, it's just slander. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like none of us knew he had a first wife. And then his first wife's like, oh, well, he was a real sweet guy. But you want to hear some real shit? Like half of that episode should just been her like this going. Yeah. Hey, so then you want to know what else he did? (laughs) They could have said he used to murder puppies. They'd been like, yeah, it's probably about right. Like, oh, that's how he got his face paint right on. That's that's good. Um, I think actually only one person that made me kind of again Brody just because of how hard he's kept with everything all that that off the table I I lost so much respect for Pillman and it's a shame but like I lost a lot of respect but also gained it like dude you cheated on your girl and blah 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 but you did bring the kid in like he was a sweet and sour kid only reverse yeah he did something real shitty and then you're like oh but you did accept responsibility for it all right you know, like I don't know. Um, New Jack. I mean, so that was your that was your introduction, to New Jack, huh? Yeah, I never I never knew who New Jack was until that episode, <laughs> and then just the ending with the cocaine, and he's like, "Yeah, that's how I'm gonna die." Which may he rest in peace. I hope he didn't die the way he thought, but yeah, that was um crazy introduction, and and how he what he did to that seventeen year old kid. Oh, the mass transit. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, Jesus. Man, and the thing is, uh, what was it? The mass transit and the Vic Grimes where he, he wanted to make sure he tried, when he threw him off the scaffold, he tried to miss the table. So he'd, he'd find out like, yeah, I did that. The reason I said he, I didn't lose respect for him is because we all knew it. <laughs> he did interviews where he would flat out feel like, yeah, I hope he dies. Like, Oh, so he's just flat out bad. Okay. All right. I got this. He's insane. <laughs> But, you know, you feel bad for the guy because he did say, like, he watched his dad, like, shoot his mom or something. So, you know, he's obviously going to be a little crazy. Yeah. And plus the amount of times he cracked his skull, there's no way he knew who he was half the time. Also, mm-hmm. this guy also went around with naked photos of Terry Reynolds and brought him to wrestling conventions and signed those <laughs> as headshots <Hi>. because they <laughs> were dating. They were dating and he did. So- she did something wrong to him. So that's how he did it. Like there were a couple conventions where he was showing guys like, hey, check this out. I think he said something about like, I I can't remember, but it was something about her eating ass, and and he like, he he went after like a half hour story with it. It's like, well, again, it's hard to lose someone, hard for me to lose respect for someone when it's already been like, I respected the hell out of the man for what he did, not who, but I, you don't like the things he did, but you like the things he did, <laughs> like right. The other episode, the one from Korea, how did you feel about that one? So that was always just tongue-in-cheek. I remember always hearing about it, but never hearing anything about it. Um, It made me, how can I put it? It made me laugh at the way WWE is still doing stuff like this. Even though that was WCW and it was Eric Bischoff trying. Like, it's the most ridiculous damn thing to think that that was going to be anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, listening to Two Cold Scorpio talking about him trying to kill 
Road Warrior Hawk was probably my favorite thing that happened that week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Flash Punks slash Too Cold, Too Cold Scorpio. Um, like, I've never, like, he always danced and he was like, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And then you cut those interviews, like, now I was going to shank that bitch in the throat. You're like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scott Norton, uh, it was interesting to hear him because I, I remember him being a Japanese wrestler or a wrestler in Japan, I should say. And so for him to do it, he's like, I didn't realize like, you, you had to have. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't spend that much time in Japan and not know what, what's happening in Korea. Um, mm-hmm. Now, are there any stories you want to know? Like if Darkseid called you, if Vice called you and said, hey, look, we're doing Darkseid. What are some topics you would like to hear? That they haven't already done. That's a good question, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to do an RVD and Sabu episode when they got busted on the side of the road. I think that'll be one. Yeah, yeah, probably. There's also the um, the plane ride from hell that I'm really interested in. That's the one where Perfect oh. took down Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah. I, I'd also like one just on Psycho Sid mm-hmm. uh, from I hurt myself in softball to I'm going to put this scissors into was it Vader's leg or Arn Anderson's leg? One of them. Like he was crazy as shit. Um, I think that'd be good. I'm trying, trying to think. I mean, there's been so many stories like they've done the rise and fall of ECW. They've done these WCW ones, but you got to find the ones. Yeah. The stories that I guess you got to break up the hearsay. You know what I mean? You got to tell the stories like that. We weren't sure about well, they had a China they, documentary. Why not a China episode? I haven't watched that China documentary. Did you, did you catch it? No, I haven't seen it yet. No, I know it's on. I believe they said it aired on vice or something. I, I'm really interested. Um, I have nothing but sympathy for her. So, yeah, I really hope they would make a dark side of her. I think I they're mean, going to do a Scott Hall one. Oof. They're going to they're, they're gonna, they're gonna cut one scene right from uh, Con Air where he kills a guy in the parking lot of a bar. And that's what Scott Hall did. Got away with it, too. <laughs> yeah, I think that he will be a future episode. The life of Scott Hall definitely should be. The only downside is... Um, like I don't believe he's sober. <laughs> you know, like Jake had a redeeming quality. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a man age so drastically in 15 years. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Nash has aged gracefully. Hall fell from a roof. <laughs> he aged like milk. <laughs> he's he's four day old. Oh my god, I can't believe they forgot that glass in the kitchen old. Um mm-hmm. honestly, I'd also like um what about like Steve Austin and his, uh, was it Deborah? Deborah. Oh yeah. Were they, uh, where he supposedly like beat her. You could actually yeah. do just an Austin, the taking the ball home thing, go from him not wanting to, when he was mad that he was going to have to fight Brock on raw and there, he felt it could have yeah. been more all the way to him coming back without Deborah. Yeah. I, I think that, that could, be, could be good. Uh, I'd also love a Scott Steiner slash Steiner brothers one um, just cause Scott is insane, but Rick started it and Rick, uh, by it. I mean, uh, a wrestling career. I think, um, I think that'd be interesting. 
No, just to see Scott Steiner in general would be entertaining, <laughs> in my opinion. You know what? Honestly, another big one. I would love to see the Kurt Angle's uh, Jeff Jarrett one. Oh, yeah, from TNA with Karen Angle. How yeah. about just Kurt Angle in general, like leaving WWE, going to TNA, what happened to him in TNA with Jeff Jarrett? That's an episode right there. Yeah, I mean, that has all of the stuff. It has the, I fell on hard times, then I did a lot of drugs, um, you know, like lost. A, yeah. And plus, I mean, you'd have to get double J side because also his wife just died of cancer. Like, it would be an interesting story. I think that's one that a lot of us would love to hear. And I know it's been like overdone, but I would do the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Especially Remember Jeff Hardy and TNA when he had that match with Sting and he was just like drugged out of his mind. Yeah. And Bischoff went up to tell him, hey, you're going to lose. And he didn't even know what was going on. And Sting had to just lay on him for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it would, it would definitely be a redemption thing because, I mean, you know, WWE's not going to talk about the TNA days. So I feel like a lot of the dark sides talk about stuff that didn't happen in WWE or. Mm-hmm. If they do, it's not the popular, like um, the Davy Boy Smith, they talked about everything, but they, they encapsulized a lot more of behind the, um, I'm going to put like behind the curtain stuff that we didn't see, which is what you should be doing. But like, there was a lot more, it was grittier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's from the director who did Hobo with a shotgun, uh, yeah, Jason Eisner. Yeah, it makes sense, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd like to see that. And honestly, there's a couple, I don't know, like the Von Eric one was so good. I would wonder if they could even pull that off with any other family type things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know what, there would be one I'd like to see, but I mean, everyone's already gone from it for the most part is the Pat Patterson stuff where, um, there was all of the accusations of him, like Roddy Piper came out against him and said that um, Patterson would try to sexually assault kids and stuff like that. And the only reason Virgil got a job in WWE is because he whipped out little Virgil for Pat to see. It was just yeah. like, I want to know what stories of those are true only for the reason of exactly what it's stuff we heard. And this going back to like the eighties and stuff, it's just stuff we heard. Piper came yeah. out Although I do feel dumb that I never put two and two together that Patterson was gay, which <laughs> apparently was the world's like worst secret in, in WWE, which makes me feel even worse for McMahon going, hey, put on a dress, <laughs> be a lady and now wrestle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I think this is my my last one. I would do Sonny. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be. That'd be absolutely perfect. Um, yeah. 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 Like she's going to come out smelling terrible uh, as I'm sure she does right now, but like the stories I've heard from uh, Ravens talked about different instances, um, people in ECW, WWE, like all these people have told just terrible stories about her. Sabu. Sabu tells horrible stories about her. So, yeah, I'd love to see more of. Because I guess her and Candida were together from the time they were like teenagers and she just yeah. screwed them over big top. So a big time. And and now she's uh, maybe maybe let's try for a sponsor. She's uh, recently back on OnlyFans.com and is currently looking for co-stars. Literally tweeted that out. She tweeted that out. 
co-stars, huh? Yep. She said male or female. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, Missy Hyatt was in it, and uh, that was uh, just got awful for the eight-year-old, nine-year-old in me who watched wrestling going, man, that girl's pretty, and then looking, but oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, she looks like how I think of Edward Furlong smells. Ooh. That, that's, yeah. all, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, I, I Anytime I look at Sonny, it's usually the mugshots or whatever. Like, it's just, I picture B.O. and Jack Daniels, like stale Jack Daniels. Like, it was on my clothes last night, too, Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Like, in the perpetual walk of shame attire. So it's going to be a rustled sweatshirt, like half-button half jeans. No, like an old nun from back in the day just walking behind you with the bell. Shame, shame. <laughs> like exactly. But now, so um, what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Um, let me see here. I had it. I had it written down, and then uh, not so much here. So what do you, so? Oh no, Money in the Bank is this Sunday. There's a couple matches. What's your predictions? Oh boy, for the you know what. I'm going with Matt Riddle. I like it. I like it. I've, I, I wanted to, but at the same time with the way they've been doing it, I think Orton costs them it just because Orton can't be in a tag team for longer than four months. Uh, oh, it's too soon though. It really is. Um, I'm trying to see. Um, so you think Lashley's going to retain? I do. Yeah. And, um, Roman's going to retain, I think. Um, yeah, I think I would love for Riddle to do it. I could also see, isn't Seth? I think I think Seth might take uh, Money in the Bank. Um, Me too. And I think Seth Rollins and Edge are going to come across each other. Which would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how or when, but I could easily see that happening. Now, what are we going with uh, the women's? Uh, remind me who's in the women's money in the bank match. I'm going to have to try to remember too. <laughs> okay. Because hey, um, I know it's Carmella. Um, let me see. I feel so bad no, that no, I can't. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad. <laughs> but well, um, it, so they have. Um, it's not even sh- all right. So it is uh, Tri- uh, Zelina Vega, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Ash, which by the way is probably my favorite thing right now. Me too. Um, I love it. Liv, Liv Morgan or Natty. You know something? I'm going to go with Naomi only because, you know, truthfully, she's a former women's champion. And I would say Asuka, but. She was like the pandemic queen. Like her and Bailey, they carried the pandemic era. So let them rest for a little bit. I would go with Naomi. And then, you know, when the crowd comes back, you know, feel the glow and all of that is going to be big again. Trust me. My thing is, I'd love to think Alexa or anything like that. But honestly, I think it goes to, um, it either goes to um, Zelina or Liv Morton. Mm 
Uh, Liv Morgan. She's been complaining the whole time. Let me prove myself, blah, blah, blah. I could see them doing it. Um, But I could see Zelina doing it. And honestly, I would love it if Nikki Cross did. Honestly, that would make me so happy. You know, Nikki Cross, I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot about it. Like, I think it's almost like a Luchasaurus situation where it's marketable. And you know who else I like? And we'll get back to this. Uh, Baron Corbin. I love what they're doing with Nikki Cross and Baron Corbin right now. Yeah. um, I know we're the minority, but I love it. Apparently, WWE um, tried to copyright the term Happy Corbin. And I don't know what that is, but I, I love a downtrodden guy. But no, uh, Nikki uh, Nikki Cross apparently came up with this on her own. This is all her. Mm-hmm. Um, she even reached out to Greg Helms, who is an agent, I believe, and he gave her blessing and stuff. And you can tell she's behind it. It's her idea. She's proud of it. That's no, kind no. of what you want. And all the people who are crapping on it, I'm like, this is literally a character, something you wish you had or would say all the time like oh i wish ww would have characters this is a character literally so you know not to sound like batista but deal with it and take it yeah and and that's the thing with the the ash the almost a superhero like i just like the fact be treated like she is literally going to um she's becoming gregory holmes (laughs) but um all right yeah um, yeah so um well we got that and then the last two ones are Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair oh I love Rhea Ripley even though I'm so I'm sick and tired of this feud but I love Rhea Ripley yeah I I have her winning too and then Viking Raiders versus AJ and almost Yeah, I think they're going to retain as well just because almost is absolutely terrible in the ring and they won't let the Raiders do it. No. Well, that answers it all. That's that. I love uh, Rhea See, Rhea Ripley to me is exactly what Charlotte is, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. It's a great thing. But my earpiece is going to die, so I'll I'll go ahead and... uh, why don't you wrap it up? Why don't you uh, send off the happy crowd? All right. Well, it's Tuesday night, so you know what that means. It's actually not Tuesday. It's Thursday, but just a little Jim Ross plug right there. We love you, JR. <laughs> yes, so this is mid-card marks. So this was, I guess, the first episode, Bob. And what do you want to talk about on the next one? Next one, we're going to talk about the fallout from Money in the Bank, what we felt, Um and then, of course, the shows of the week and any kind of kayfabe news that pops up along with it. And um, we'll uh, start tweeting out or something, uh, other topics as well to try to get a feel for it. But I definitely think saying the top five most overrated or no, I'm sorry, top five most underrated people uh, on current roster right now across all platforms. All right. Yes. Yeah. So this has been Mar- Mid Card Marks. I can't even say the name of the show right now. I'm like Jr. See, I'm sorry, JR, but he said Tuesday. He said Tuesday. Come on. He also said WWE Dynamite. So I was no, happy WWE with that Dynamite. Good all right, show. now. Well, all right, but then uh, it looks like it will be next week. All right. Yeah, let's uh, schedule something again. Uh, so and, far, Thursdays uh, are looking good. It officially, it officially died. So I'm not able to hear right now. Next time, I'll make sure I have something plugged in. But, um, 
I'll text right. you and I'll even email you the uh, product like this and we'll go from here. But I really think this went well. Awesome. All right, brother. Have a good one. Have a good night. You too, man.